0: I think I'm not alone in struggling to express my feelings at hearing the news that the remains of 215 children were found in unmarked graves near the former Indian Residential School in Kamloops, British Columbia. You may not be familiar with this dark period in Canadian history when the government forcibly took children from their parents and sent them to schools that were administered by Christian churches, 70% of them by the Catholic Church, with the goal of assimilating them into Canadian culture. Some 150,000 children attended these schools over the course of the 120 years that the program lasted, with the last school closing in 1996. Some say that up to 6,000 children died while attending these schools. Of the 70,000 who are still alive, there are some 32,000 who suffered sexual abuse. The impact has been devastating to our Indigenous communities that now have generations of adults who suffer addictions, violence and mental illness and inflict abuse on their children. The Catholic Church of Canada has been working with the Truth and Reconciliation Commission for some 30 years now. Many apologies have been made and restitution has been paid whether the Holy Father offers an official apology or not I do not know but I know that the church is committed to reconciliation which for us is a sacrament it means that we are committed to walk forward hand-in-hand towards healing justice reconciliation dignity and hope but we must remember that we are the church the church's path to conversion passes through each one of us We pray for the souls of those 215 children and for all the others who died at the hand of those who were supposed to care for them. We pray for our indigenous people who have suffered so much. We pray for healing and for true reconciliation. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this is the Salt and Light Hour. Hello, and welcome to an all new Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. And uh, sitting with me here uh, doing his first ever introduction with me is Mark Matthews Mark
1: Ooh, oh how exciting Mark. Hello Pedro you're Excited um, to be here I always An feel introduction. like
0: I always feel like I have to uh, say something about the fact that you're in California and that the weather's nicer there but it's pretty nice here too so I think that uh, so much for yeah, talking oddly- about the weather.
1: I've been looking at the weather and it's been a couple degrees warmer back in Canada. Every time I've checked, we've been having some kind of cold spell here.
0: I think. It's been, it's been very warm here, at least uh, in the Toronto area. I think the whole East coast is probably the, about the same. Um, so uh, it's all good. It's all good. Stop so you can't,
1: stealing our nice weather. We want it back. You
0: can't feel good about being in California anymore. Um, anyway, our, our listeners are probably wondering like, why is Mark Matthews there? But with Mark Matthews is here is because we're going to be having a segment with you later on in the show, Mark. Uh we-
1: we're going to talk about Hollywood's other well. If they have, there's many religions, but one of Hollywood's major religions.
0: Okay, that's good. You hanging. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm going to guess that it's not Catholicism. <laughs> how did you know? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Actually, that would be a good segment for you to do to do. Actually, how Catholic is Hollywood? And and to discover that in fact, maybe like the majority of of people who live in Hollywood are actually
1: maybe maybe or yeah, something they, i don't know yeah actually I never looked at the exact stats i don't
0: know you're the you're the undercover hollywood missionary so you you that's you should be working on that it'll um, be on the list there you go that's your next next assignment um anyway our show today is our regular show so we got mark matthews is going to tell us about uh hollywood's uh one of hollywood's major religions looking forward to that that's going to be in about I don't know, 10 minutes or so, just after our song. And then Jermaine is going to be back. I don't know if you you uh, know, but we have a new segment, Mark, uh, with Jermaine Bagnol. I don't think you've met Jermaine. Jermaine is a producer at Salt and so, Light. No. Yeah, he's been a producer with us for over a year now. And he has a segment about books. Oh, cool! Um, but it's not, you know, just like promoting
1: old-fashioned. That's just not digital or visual or Hollywood. books. No, well, wow. yeah, it I've is. heard of those.
0: Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's good to to read, but it's not like he's promo- He's not promoting new books necessarily. He's, uh, in fact, he's been doing a lot of children's books, which is kind of fun. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, my understanding is that today he's actually also going to be talking about an old classic so maybe even a book that mark matthews has on his bookshelf uh time to dust it off and and maybe pass it on to someone share that share that book um so here's my big question for you mark um you run a men's group right
1: i do yep bibles and brew
0: bibles and brew yes and you spend a lot of time reading the bible and drinking a little bit of beer um, yep. In fact, I was part of your men's group one year. I, yes, I, I had a chance yes, to, yeah. to be with you guys in uh, in Hollywood. Um, yeah. um Why do you think is important to have ministries that are gender specific? Like, why not just have a? Oh. a like why why do you, why have a men's group and not just a group for anyone?
1: That that is a great question. Uh, you know, and I love te- trying to tease apart. You know, some of the differences between men and women. Yes, um, me too. I. You know what? I, maybe one thing I've heard, heard about the dynamic when it comes to these kinds of groups is, I, I think, I, I don't know, we're more guarded when we're around people of the of the opposite sex. You know, okay. the, the, we we are we always kind of tend to be, I don't know. You know, granted, yes, we're not always trying to like you know date or connect. You know, mm-hmm. find find a find a spouse, but uh, there there is sort of always I think a little bit of that dynamic you know, on display there. And so I think it's a little bit easier for us to be vulnerable when we're people around uh, the same sex.
0: Okay, that makes sense. So, so you can kind of be, not that you guys are like swearing, and uh, yeah, when, when, no, no, but no, no, maybe no, no. maybe you're more comfortable saying yeah. things you know, like that that you wouldn't say around women. And
1: and I think too also, I mean, especially when it comes to things like say, like a men's group, like they you know, men, tend to certain kinds of vices more than women do interesting and so we're naturally going to have more to relate to you know think right that chastity. Like pornography yeah yeah exactly pornography we're way more visual so okay
0: no and the reason why i'm asking is because in our second half hour uh our featured our author is actually uh a woman who dedicates uh her ministry to speaking to women um mm. Um you might have heard of her Emily Wilson. Emily Wilson Hustle. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a, she's an old friend here. That's fantastic. Tell her say hello. Well,
0: there you go. <laughs> Emily Wilson. Um so Emily's going to be on the show and 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 as, uh, as you know, she dedicates she doesn't only speak to women, but most of her ministry is speaking to women and young girls and all her books um as far as I know, I think all her books are geared to women. So we're going to be, uh, and I always feel a little weird, kind of telling people like today we're going to be talking about becoming the woman that you were created to be, and I have like nothing to say about that. Um, other we than we actually made...
1: had her come and speak to Bibles and Brew one night. We made a big special event out of it.
0: Oh, I'm so jealous. Well, there you go. I, I think that there's a benefit to men speaking to women, and to women speaking to men in that sense. Because, and I and I am going to ask Emily how has doing ministry to women. Helped her help prepare her in speaking to men. Um, I think that that's a very interesting idea. Anyway, so I'm glad that, you know,
1: fantastic speaker. You guys will want to tune into this.
0: I'm glad that Mark Matthews approves of our guests. Um, So uh, Emily Wilson-Hussam, she's going to be joining us uh, later on. And other than the fact that she's friends with Mark Matthews, she's also a speaker. She's a YouTube personality. She's an author and a musician. And I think I had first heard about her, years ago when she was just doing music. Um, she, she mainly, like I said, speaks at women's conferences and and brings a message for women and girls about femininity, relationships, dating and, and womanhood. Um, so one of the books that she wrote, Mark, in 2018 is a, is a book called Go Bravely, Becoming the Woman You Were Created to Be. Um, and the reason why we uh, are talking to Emily today is because now there's a companion journal that has been published as a response to the book so that people, women presumably, who are reading the book can also have this journal to help them kind of help them go through the book. Anyway, whatever, Emily will tell us all about it. That's why she's gonna, 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 gonna be on the, on the show. So that's- in I'm, our, gonna,
1: I'm gonna tune in.
0: Perfect. So that's gonna be in our second half hour. So you don't wanna miss that conversation that's in about 25 minutes. So, and then at the end of the show, we're gonna be meeting a married couple who are also singer songwriters. Um, and I'm very happy I've been telling all every week that every time from, from now until the end of the year, every uh, featured artist is someone who has never been on the show. So we're finding all these new great artists mm. that are doing great music. So uh, it's Nick and Nikki Garza. Uh, they're based in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and I'm just always excited to have new artists featured on the program. So looking forward to meeting Nick and Nikki Garza. That's going to be at the end of the show in about 45 minutes. So, Mark is going to stick around after our song, and he's going to tell us a little bit about Hollywood, and then Jermaine's going to be on the show, tell us about two books. And then in our second half hour, we'll have Emily wilson Hussum and then Nick and Nikki Garza. So I hope that people can stick around. If you can't, remember that you can always go to our website, slmedia.org, click on podcasts, and that's where you can listen to all our programs. All the segments from Hollywood with Mark Matthews are all there for the last, I don't know how many years we've been doing this, Mark. Um, oh
1: man, long time I think my, almost 10 years actually Probably,
0: um, exactly um, And then also people know that they can subscribe to the Salt and Light Hour uh, Wherever they get their podcasts So you can have the show delivered right into your device Because that's how we do things nowadays, right Mark?
1: Yes, oh yes, all digital Forget all about digital. paper
0: books, Forget, <laughs> about, <laughs> books Forget about books Anyway, so let's have a song Here are Nick and Nikki Garza With their single Come Holy Spirit Nick and Nikki Garza with their single Come Holy Spirit. And we're going to be speaking with Nick and Nikki in about 45 minutes. So I hope that you'll stick around for that. If not visit us at slmedia.org slash podcast, where you can listen to all our programs. And now it's time for What's Good in Hollywood with our Hollywood undercover missionary Mark Matthews, who's been sitting here patiently, listening to good music, and yes. getting ready to tell us about a Hollywood religion.
1: I'm in the zone. I'm in the zone. We've been having a good time here. So, yes, Hollywood's other Hollywood's major religion. <laughs> okay, call it. major religion. And you probably go, oh, Scientology, right? Because you know Scientology right. is kind of a thing out yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, fitness.
0: oh okay yes
1: people in a city where looks are part of what they're selling perfecting that form is is on everybody's mind
0: okay um so that's why you're so cut
1: oh totally totally yeah i'm totally ripped it just it just rubs off (laughs) on me here so yes it it, yeah it's it's funny i've been struck here my whole time living here just sort of how much of a focus it is and i i joke that it it is almost like a religion, but it sort of almost takes that role in people's lives. I think so. Um, you know, it's sort of maybe the perfect example of this is Venice Beach. Yes. You know, where they, it's also known as like Muscle Beach. They they literally have an outdoor gym where these ripped guys, you know, yes. are you know yes. pushing yes. you know yes. iron bars. Uh, but it's also where I think they invented the rollerblading craze or roller oh, yeah. skating craze back in the day yeah. and aerobics. And, and so it's kind of like a, a temple grounds to, to fitness and, and the human body. So, <laughs> you know, and pe- people are always talking about the new exercise regime they're working on or, and if you go to Runyon Canyon, this is a little pro tip if you are ever, you know, vacationing, Yeah. um, it's right. It's very close. It's like within walking distance of downtown Hollywood. Yes. Grauman's Chinese yeah. Theater. Yeah, it's there. where all the like celebrities go. They'll have a hoodie on. Yes, yeah, so you, you can't know, recognize their sunglasses. sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of like it's the most central place, and it's a hiking trail that just everyone goes on. So it feels like a big outdoor gym, and so wow. you know, and the aspiring actors there are all showing off their bodies, and you know, so yeah,
0: waiting to be discovered.
1: Waiting to be discovered. So it, it's when you come here, there's sort of like a, a bit of a visceral reaction. You're like, oh, all these people, they're, they're worshiping the body. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. going to be all wrong. And so it's very tempting to do a complete 180, but then. You know, I talked to my spiritual director, and in his words, he said, to exercise, it is an act of charity to those around you. And he didn't mean just so you could look beautiful, you know, and people are like, oh, look at Mark, he's so beautiful. No, he, so that
0: you can look not horrible. Well, yeah, no. <laughs> yes.
1: But just, your it improves your mood a lot. We are, you okay. know, mind and body. Yeah, you know, yeah, you, yeah. You, you know, and you know, he, and he's seen this from years of community living. You know, it's like exercise is an important part of community living. So, yes. um, my Father Michael Schmitz, Schmitz had, yes. has talked a lot about exercise, mm-hmm. um, and even my my parish priest, who I would see exercising at the gym, he was kind of this big, you know, ripped guy. Um, yeah, and he would tell stories. He'd be like, he'd be like, yeah. So you know, some guy asked me to spot him at the gym, and he was like, hey, so. Uh, you, you're the guy you can't have sex with women, right? And he's like, Yeah, that's not natural, man. And he thought about it for a second. He's like, Because he you're right, it's supernatural. And it's like, ooh, <laughs> what a good point, you know. So, so it's also, also, you know, it's like, hey, it, it, him witnessing at the gym,
0: evangelizing, yeah, that's great. No, yeah. oh, and I, I know a few priests that are uh, really into the body. Father Rob Galia in Australia, and Father, I don't know if people know Father Capo in Miami, also very much uh, into fitness, um, yeah. theology of the body. There you go. Yeah.
1: So, so it's like, well, what should we do? Should we exercise or not? and Mm -hmm. as in true catholic form it's not just a one or the other it's a it's it's kind of of a balance with guiding principles and so catholicism has always affirmed that we are body and soul Mm -hmm. soul and that the body is good now it's good but it might also bear the wounds of of the fall and of Mm -hmm. of sin Mm -hmm. but but we do hold it in high regard as compared to other religions JP2 mm-hmm. said he said the body and it alone is capable of making visible the invisible mm-hmm. the spiritual and the divine so mm-hmm. it's like wow we're a physical manifestation of of something spiritual yeah um but it's also not an absolute good in and of itself you know saint paul says uh, everyone competes in the games trains with a strict discipline they do it for a crown that is perishable but we do it for a crown that is imperishable our souls and our salvation which is an absolute good yes. so 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 and it's it's also very easy to get sucked into vanity where it's just it's all about me and looking good you know yeah being easy on the eyes for everyone else so uh, the way i see it is we need to put our faith and we need to put jesus christ at the very center of our existence Mm -hmm. um and if we don't have it then we're going to tend to try to put other things to fill and take its place and i think that's what i see in hollywood the most is it's like yes there there is truth to being fit. It is a good thing that we want to do, but it's a it's a it's a real good that people are grabbing onto, but without faith to balance it out and have it have its correct put it in its correct location. Mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. put too much emphasis on it. So, so it is a good, but make sure it is subject to everything else in our, in our faith. And, you yeah. know, don't 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 succumb to pride and vanity. Mm-hmm. focus on jesus but also hey we're not also you know designed to sit in front of our computer all day so get out and move around a bit
0: exactly exactly that uh the body is there as as a way to, like you said to to lead us you didn't actually say this but a, it's a
1: manifestation of the spiritual yeah it's
0: a ma- so it's there to lead us to the divine not to be yes. a, divi- a divine in itself um very good very good advice for those i know a lot of people are are not just in hollywood but a lot or everywhere are into fitness um and trying to find that balance between your prayer and your fitness and your work and your play like all that is all part of Mm -hmm. what what uh keeps us healthy good It's a
1: both and you've got to do them both it's
0: a both and thank you very much mark matthews our undercover Hollywood missionary, I guess you, uh, I need to let you go. Cause you're going to go off to uh, Runyon Canyon now to do. Some...
2: <laughs> that's
1: right. That's right. I'm going to go off. I'm, I'm going to be discovered or... in Runyon Canyon. I'm going to show off my cut abs and I know a casting agent's going to be there too. And he's going to be like, man, you should be in my next action film.
0: Yes. So yeah, you, you do that. And, uh, and then I'll see you at Venice. Beach. I've been to both those places. So I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Amen. Okay, good. Good advice. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for uh, seeing what's good in Hollywood, Mark. Yes. Mark Matthews, our Hollywood undercover missionary. You can follow him at h u missionary and look for him at Venice Beach.
3: I'm Molly Morrow, and you are listening to The Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro.
0: I'm Deacon Pedro, and you can email me, pedro at slmedia.org. You can also look for me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And now it's time for book ends with Jermaine Bagnall Jermaine, who is uh, on vacation, but we're very happy that he's uh, took a little time, uh, took a little time off vacating, vacationing uh, to share some of the books that he's been reading. Uh, I guess you're doing a lot of reading. Are you reading, spending your vacation
4: reading? No, well, you know, vacation is the perfect time to get some reading done. So yes. I'm primed, ready uh, to, sh- to share a couple more that, that I have for everybody. Okay. And, yeah, Very, it,
0: yeah. No, well, okay. Let me guess. Is there is there a children's book? Part of this is a children's book?
4: You know, I, in the name of consistency, there is, in <laughs> fact, another children's book. I and love besides, it. summer is nearly upon us, and I think it's important for for the little ones to have something to read. Yes. And as usual, they have a lesson with it also. Okay. And, yeah. And. I'm branching off a little bit from children's book to dip into one of the classics. And it's one that I hold near and dear to my heart, in fact.
0: Okay, so that's good. So we got a children's book and a classic. All right, tell us about them.
4: Okay, first and foremost, everyone, welcome to another edition of Bookends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the first book up is called Everyone Belongs, and it is by the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, and okay. within, within that, it's under the Department of Justice, Peace, and Human Development in the Ad Hoc Committee Committee Against Racism, okay. and was created in partnership with Loyola Press in 2019 and illustrated by Kristin Sora. Um, So this book serves as a great way to introduce children and adults to open wide our hearts, the enduring call to love, a pastoral letter against racism. Yes. And uh, the book itself is all about overcome racism and prejudice. Uh, The story is focused on Sam Kelly and his best friend, Ray Akinga and uh, that are two boys that play on the same soccer team uh they're super overjoyed that they're now next door neighbors uh mm-hmm. as the Akinga's moved uh to the neighborhood and the Kelly's and the Akinga's become really good friends great family uh sharing recipes and just picking up the boys so it's a very idyllic setup uh within this book okay uh, but unfortunately this paradise is interrupted uh because uh One day the Akinga's driving home with the boys from soccer and on their garage door is spray painted in big red, angry letters, go home. Hmm. And the Akinga family, just to give context, they're refugees from Uganda uh, that fled to North America for a better life, not to experience discrimination. So within the story, uh, Sister Bridget, she's a teacher of the boys. Explains to the children that when people are treated with hate and fear because of their skin color or their ethnic background, it's terribly wrong. Treating people in this way is a violation of their dignity of as children of God. And you know this goes in hand in hand with the things Pope Francis has reiterated to us. You know through Fertility, we're all part of a larger human family. So right. this is very much in that vein. And an- another major theme in this book is the exploration of doing the right thing is not always easy because Mm -hmm. it turns out, uh, that Sam, the little boy, uh, realizes that the Vandal is none other than his beloved older brother. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I'm not going to say what Sam decided to do, but I will say that this book stresses that when it comes time to do the right thing, it's not always easy and that grave injustices can be committed by ones we love. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, exactly. And, and to face the issue head on takes a choice. It takes courage and it takes action.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about this because I, I'm, I'm, our listeners may be familiar with that pastoral document, the Pastoral Letter Against Racism by the U.S. Bishops, Open Wide Our Hearts. So this is a great way to get children uh, talking about those topics uh, mm-hmm. without having to read a pastoral letter. Um, so that's, that's exactly. great. Yeah, exactly. that's great. Everyone Belongs, okay.
4: Everyone Belongs, highly recommended, available anywhere books are sold and you can get it on Loyola Press website. Okay. And the second book is a well-known classic that I decided to revisit. It's Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. Oh yeah, okay. Yes. Yes. And uh, this particular version, is part of the complete C.S. Lewis uh, Signature Classics edition, which includes many of his other works like The Screwtape's Letters Mm -hmm. and The Great Divorce, just to name a few. Um, and it's, this is published by HarperCollins Canada and was published by in 2012. So it's a little bit older, but it's great. Uh, and something to consider is that C.S. Lewis is considered a great apologist, but he was not Catholic, mm-hmm. nor is the book specifically about Catholicism. No. Uh, it's a bit of a step back f- from all the denominations and aims to serve as a guide through the basics of Christianity. Mm-hmm. So I'll say outright, if you're looking for a book that's all about the nuances of theology, this is not the book for you. But I would say it's a great book to share with a friend who is considering the faith. And, and I say that through personal experience. My, my cousin, uh-huh. who's rather devout Christian, um, knew where I was in this particular stage of my life. I, I had stepped back from the church, kind of stepped back from the faith, and he had reached out and he's like, hey, I think I have a book that you might enjoy. Uh and I was like, really? Christianity, and he's like, Yeah, it's by C.S. Lewis. I was like, Oh, the guy who wrote Narnia. All right, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give it a whirl. Yeah, and and, and it was really helpful. And it, it, I think for people considering the faith, uh, often people worry about feeling judged or that they have to adopt a certain, I don't know, negative mindset. I think mm-hmm. that this is when people carry their baggage, and and I'll put myself in that position too. That that's where I was, and right. It, it kind of leads you through just talks about, you know, basic things of what Christians believe, behavior, and, and it, it does it in this almost sort of a logical sequence. And I, I found it was a huge kickstart for my personal journey. At, frankly, that book, I look at, when I look back, it serves as a straight line as to me being where I am right now. Wow. So, and
0: yeah. Interesting. And you so, said you made a point to say that that it's not a Catholic book, but it led you. Can you say that it led you actually not just back to Christianity, but to the, into the Catholic church? 100%. Um, 100%. 100%. So there so, you go. C.S. Lewis. Yeah. I, I've, uh, I I think I agree with you, but I can't, I can't say that I, I, I can, I, I haven't had that experience of coming back. So, mm-hmm. so I, I really uh, thank you for sharing that personal a personal story with us, Jermaine. So Mere Christianity classic by C.S. Lewis. If people have read, maybe they read it a long time ago, it's time to read it again, share it, share it with someone. And then Everyone Belongs, great book for children uh, to, to get them talking about racism. Um, thank you, Jermaine. These are two good uh, two good suggestions for summer reading.
4: Our, there, there'll be more to come. And uh, while I'm on vacation, I'll be sure to read a couple more and have some more when I get back.
0: Excellent. Enjoy the rest of your vacation. Jermaine Bagnall he's a producer at Salt and Light Media. He's the host of the show Working in Faith. And you can watch that program on Salt and Light Plus and you can follow him at Jermaine Bagnall Coming up in our second half hour, Becoming the Woman You Were Created to Be with Emily Wilson, and we meet singing, songwriting, and married couple, Nick and Nikki Garza. So stick around. Welcome to the Salt and Light Hour, part two. I'm Deacon Pedro. In 2018, Emily wilson Hussam published her second book, Go Bravely. Becoming the Woman You Were Created to Be. And with it, helped tens of thousands of young Catholic women who struggle with all kinds of things, from insecurity and body image to issues of relationships and sexuality. And that's because Emily has dedicated her ministry to telling women what they need to hear in truth and in love. And in response to popular demand, Emily created a companion journal to help guide her readers through each chapter of Go Bravely and to help them embrace their role as daughters of God. And so to tell us more, I'm now joined by Emily wilson Hussam. Emily, welcome to the Salt Light Hour.
3: Thanks so much. It's a delight to be here all the way from Southern California.
0: I uh, know. And it's, uh, it's. I was going to say you're warmer there than here, but it's <laughs> summer here. So I think we're probably about the same temperature. Absolutely. Um, that's it. Um, How did you end up f- kind of focusing your ministry specifically uh, for women? Like, where did that happen for you?
3: When I was in college, I went to school for broadcast journalism and a very long story short is that one day after mass, I was about to graduate with my degree. I plan to be a sports reporter Oh yeah! and the pastor at the end of mass said, um, one of our elderly parishioners has passed away and she had a huge book collection. Her book collection will be on the tables outside after mass. And you're welcome to pick up anything that you would like that looks good to you. And, and as many books as you'd like, Uh So I thought, okay, I'll go outside and pick out a book. Um, and I found the encyclical in book form on the dignity and vocation of women, Malaris Dignitatum okay. by Pope St. John well, Paul II. Yeah, And I looked at it and I picked it up and I thought, oh, how interesting. Okay, I'll take this home and read it. And it's it's not long. I think the booklet is about 90 pages. And I read that book and the Lord spoke so clearly to my heart. I called a friend that night. I said, um, I just read this, this thing, this book, this encyclical, and I know that my life is never going to be the same
5: Hmm.
3: because when I I had gone to Arizona state university, it's a university known for lots of parties and, you know, just filth and sin. And I had seen the brokenness of women in a very, very um, raw and real way Mm -hmm. um, in the women that surrounded me and how badly they needed Jesus and the truth and the beauty of a pursuit of virtue and just love and compassion for where they were at because of the lies that our culture had been feeding them. Mm -hmm. And it all just came together. The Lord's like, I brought you to this university that, you know, a lot of people are like, Emily, you like, you love your faith. Why would you go to Arizona state? And like, he said, I brought you there. And I like led you to the point of this book for good reason. Yeah. And that's how it all began.
0: Yeah. Now, but go bravely is not your first book. I know that you started with a devotional looking at seven women in the, in the old Testament. Correct. Um, Yes. That um, one is
3: called. I choose the sky.
0: I choose the sky. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that there's a difference between a devotional. uh, You can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and the kind of book that go bravely is why did you feel that you needed to write go bravely? And, and, and that title, I mean, that's a, that's a strong title.
3: Yes, it is. The, it's um, out of a quote from St. Joan of Arc. She would say to her soldiers, oh, yeah. go bravely. All will be well, have okay. no fear. Yeah. So I wrote Go Bravely. it's not a devotional um it's no. just really discussing 20 different topics that a young woman goes through. Mm-hmm. My whole goal is to make faith um something that a woman can incorporate into her, her everyday life, a young modern woman who doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, want to be a weirdo, right? Jesus freak that I've been called a thousand million times. Yeah. But who wants to be a woman who lives her faith in a radiant and beautiful way that's attractive to other people so that she can tell other people about Jesus and go bravely just discusses 20 aspects of every young woman's life and how she can bring faith to be a part of that facet of her life.
0: Right. So what kind of response did you get that made you want to write the companion journal?
3: I have so many women um, especially who lead groups so there are groups at high schools and universities and parishes mm-hmm. where they have 20 or 25 young women who walk through the book together and it's really okay. makes me so happy because um friendship as women can be a tricky thing to navigate and a difficult thing mm-hmm. na- to navigate and so I wanted to build community and so many group leaders said you know the book is so great but I struggle to think of the right questions for the chapters and things like that so I The Go Bravely Companion Journal for the young women who walk through it individually and want a deeper dive into the topics, but also for groups. So young women in these small groups, in these big groups, can get together and have ways to go deeper in friendship and in their relationships with the Lord.
0: Okay, so so I I, I'm glad you said that. So it's very much geared to kind of the the group study. Um, Can you explain without without kind of giving too much, but kind of explain our listeners? how you chose to to format the journal so that it can be used Yeah, absolutely.
3: So there is a little summary of every chapter in the beginning of the week, the the, the chapter that it's on, and then it goes into questions. So it's more reflection questions, like taking a sentence out of that chapter or a theme out of that chapter and really helping them ponder something um, that I think is important to ponder as a young woman and Mm -hmm. where the Lord might be calling them to look a little deeper into their hearts and into his heart. And then each uh, chapter closes with a prayer for them to really think on and pray on um throughout that time that they're going through that chapter so some groups they'll do one chapter a week or depending how okay. on how often they meet they'll do two or three chapters a week if they meet um you know once a month uh, and so that is the way that it's designed for um an individual or for a group to walk together
0: right you also have lots of really great quotes from uh saints and and uh holy people um i'm yes. intrigued by the fact that the and I think that you, this is what you referred to when you said summary for each uh, each chapter. It's actually written by like these are quotes from 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 readers. That wrote yes. to you, right?
3: Yeah. So each, I have, you know, a huge community of women who has read Go Bravely. And I asked um, women online and in my Facebook community, what was your favorite chapter? Okay. And why was it your favorite chapter? So there's little testimonials. So mm-hmm. the so the person walking through the journal can feel even a little bit more like a sisterhood, like there are women who have walked through this book before her and walking with her through that book, um, and that it's a really a sense of community. Yeah. And that was really great to hear um, those testimonies.
0: It is. And in fact, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say not that it's not for me, but I mean, I'm not a woman, but I found that that those little, uh, testimonials at the beginning were definitely the, the what would drew me in the most. Um, can you, I know that you don't only do talks for women, but that's the majority mm-hmm. of the talks that you do. Um, how do you think that those talks and that work you've done for women actually have prepared you to speak to men?
3: That's a really good question. Um, Well, I'm a mother of sons. I have two sons, which is.
0: That's how God's punishing you. um, No,
3: it's a wonderful thing. I love it. I give so much emotion and heart into all the girls that he's given me in ministry. And now I can raise my sons and all the girls tell me there's a very big deficit of good and holy men. So I'm trying to raise good and holy men in my house. Um, But just looking at, you know, I think one of the biggest things is that I really have a good sense of what where women are. And they have shared with me, you know, the journey that they've taken and where they want like men to know that they are. So one of my things is sharing with men um, about what I see in women, what women need from good and holy and strong men, not what they're looking for, you know, necessarily in dating relationships, but mm-hmm. in authentic friendship. Mm-hmm. How can men, you know, uh, St. John Paul II said, It's the honor of every man to uphold the dignity of every woman. So I really have passion for helping men understand what that means. Um, Before the pandemic, one of my goals was to, if it was a possibility, begin to speak at men's conferences for having little workshops for dads who are raising daughters and helping dads um, do that in a good and holy way and letting them, you know, kind of guide them in that.
0: Yes, very needed.
3: So that was a pre-pandemic idea and we'll see if the Lord has some things in store for me to kind of share what I know about raising young women to be strong, glorious women to dads everywhere.
0: Yeah. I, I, I hope that that happens because I do think that there's a need there, you know, how to, how to be a dad to a daughter. Absolutely. We also have two boys, so. My wife is, is, uh, is the one. Yeah, I, I don't know what's worse. Girls or boys? Boys are yeah. great. Boys have been good.
3: Well, it's a challenge to raise any children in yes. this day and age to be saints. So we are all yes. in this together.
0: Yes, we are. And, and I thank you for the work that you're doing in helping men and women uh, become saints. Emily, uh, it's been really good meeting you. And uh, thank you for writing the book. I'm going to say... I'm getting, men are not big journalists journal, mm-hmm. but, but that doesn't mean that men can't, there are men who like journaling and this book, uh, go bravely. Maybe would be interesting again for dads with daughters or for men to who are in relationships or, I mean,
2: absolutely. I don't
0: know. And, and for the, for the women that are listening, if they think that they can only, uh, benefit from this book or the companion journal if they're in a group i don't think so i think that they you can still do this on your own so i would encourage everyone to to go check it out emily thank you again for uh telling us about your work today and uh and i hope that your ministry continues and you can do more especially with dads and daughters
3: i would love that thanks so much deacon for having me on
0: god bless Emily wilson Hussam is a speaker, a YouTuber, and she's the author of I Choose the Sky, Go Bravely, Becoming the Woman You Were Created to Be, and Awaken My Heart, all published by Ave Maria Press. You can find out more at emilywilsonministries.com. If you missed any part of this conversation or to listen to the rest of the show, just go to our website, slmedia.org slash podcast. And here now are our featured artists of the week, Nick and Nikki Garza with their single Be With Me.
2: I give my life to you, I give my heart to you, I give my soul to you, I give my life to you. Nothing competes with you.
0: That was Nick and Nikki Garza with their single, Be With Me. Nick and Nikki Garza are a husband and wife music ministry duo who do music together but have been doing music separately since they were both children. Nick grew up in Arizona and served at the same parish as Tom Booth and Matt Marr. Nikki is from St. Louis, Missouri. Nick and Nikki married in 2007 and they are the parents of five children and they continue making music together and so I'm very happy to welcome Nick and Nikki Garza to the program guys it's good to meet you welcome to the Sultan Light Hour
6: Hi. thanks for having us thank you for having us we're excited to be here
0: <laughs> so so i mean i know that you both growing up were were involved in music in church but um was that sort of you know you both come from catholic families large families musical families
7: yes from catholic family um i have two sisters and um i've just always have been a part of um the choirs yeah. and from my, when i was very small um i was like the the young kid in the adult choir at oh, church yeah. um and then in youth groups um Part of them and singing in youth groups, and then I moved to Arizona and met Nick in um, the parish we were at um, so, up in Cave Creek. It was um, St. Gabriel's, and he was so in the you,
0: Okay, so you you met doing music ministry in the in yes. the parish. Yes, yes. Yeah.
6: yeah. I love telling people that. Yep, I met her in the choir. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. Well, that's good.
0: Yeah. And you, and you, Nick, was it? Were you like in a musical family, or or are you the outlier? <laughs>
6: No, I was, nobody in my house was musical. I remember sitting oh, in yeah. my room and, and hearing the, the big loud beats of rap music that my older brothers listened to <laughs> while I was in my room listening to like, uh, you know, Disney songs and, and movie scores. And, and then as I got a little bit older, my parents made me play piano. I didn't want to, okay, but then thank the Lord they did because now it's what I do all the time. Um, and then yeah. as I was a kid, uh, the church involved with the uh, youth ministry and whatnot, Um, That's when I started really getting involved um, musically in mass, and I started they started having me play keyboard, and then play percussion, and I started dabbling in drums and bass, and wherever wherever they wanted to. And then I just got I just kind of got sucked in from there. Um, (laughs) I I was a big fan of you know Tom Booth, Tim Smith, Matt Maher, um, Rich Mullen, Rich Mullins back then, and um, and yeah, I just kind of kept playing for mass, and then retreats, and then conferences, and.
0: Yeah, yeah, and 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 here you are. Um, were you both writing songs growing up, or is that something that happened later?
6: Um, I I was writing songs, but I was writing more like secular yeah music. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't, We didn't really start concentrating into uh, uh, Christian uh, music yeah. until um, probably three years ago. When we first got married, we were all excited. We we're like, "Man, we should do a Christian album." Yeah, and yeah do we've it always together. wanted to. Yeah. yeah, but we just we did, we didn't understand how much went into it, you know, and and the cost of it and how to get it going and and then you know,
0: well, keep having kids. Yeah, yeah,
6: she was she was pregnant <laughs> all the time, and so we'd never, we never never had time until until you know the, the pandemic. To to be honest, the pandemic okay. helped calm things down for us, and we're like, there was nothing else to do. We're like, hey, you know what we should do right now? Okay, start working on our. I, on our, our our stuff for mass that we want to do. Okay, so. so
0: so the songs, like the three songs that, or the songs that we've been hearing, you wrote them last year during the pandemic.
6: Correct. Okay. Yes,
0: you wrote them and recorded them. Wow. See, I've heard that from other other uh, songwriters too. That that last year, even though it was difficult, it was a blessing in that sense because there was that opportunity mm-hmm. to. Yeah. To sort of have that that retreat. So how does a how does a songwriting work now that you're married? Who 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 does most of the writing and who does most of the critiquing? <laughs> um,
7: probably Nick. Yeah, he usually starts a lot of things, and then I yeah come and help. And
0: yeah,
6: um, I'll, I'll call her in, I'm like, "Hey, what do you think of this? Yeah. You know, <laughs> stuff like that." Or you know, actually, uh, one of our first songs we wrote too. Like our daughter was in the room with us, and oh, we yeah. kind of asked her. She's 13 yeah and um Uh she goes to uh she goes to saint timothy's catholic school and um and she we're bouncing ideas off her because you know that innocence of a child it it was really neat she's like yeah that makes sense and we're telling the the lyrics and stuff like that so yeah that was really neat but yeah usually though i i I try to um uh work on it we'll find scripture it started with when i took the music director job at saint benedict um a few few years ago and we started writing psalms for Mm -hmm. the weekend Mm um because we didn't like um (laughs) <laughs> there wasn't a lot of choices you know i know, I know. <laughs> yes and so we started with that and then we started thinking man we need a better gathering song for this weekend or we need a better community uh-huh. song for this weekend that fits better with the readings or other than this song you know so that really got us going and then like i said the pandemic happened and we, we started concentrating on that and then we were fortunate enough to hear from worship now publishing yes. they wanted to start publishing us and we're like wow it's cool exciting. so we to, yeah, it's to keep on this you know
0: So I'm glad you mentioned your, your daughter. So she's the oldest and she's now singing in the choir with you guys as well. What, what do the rest of the kids, like, what do they think about mom and dad doing their music ministry?
7: (laughs) They think it's really fun. They think it's fun. And and they're all musical in their own way. Yeah. They, um, um, Jude, they they all like almost all the instruments really, but Jude Mm. really likes the drums and I'd say Oscar Jude's
6: um, our nine-year-old, Oscar's our five-year-old He, he yes. plays on the panel all day Yeah, he does yeah. Oh, yeah. I, taught, I taught him all like the cool little snippets From old movies, Batman, Jurassic Park <laughs> um, You know, Star <laughs> Wars, great. Avengers And he sits there and plays them all by himself so do you He think... reminds me a lot of me growing up Because I was an ear guy was, Right. I was, yeah, yeah. I would go at it with my ear do you think so. that?
0: Do you think that there's 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 a potential here for a musical family? Are we going to see hear, the whole yeah. family? Yes,
6: I think so. We don't want yeah. to. Try, we try not to force it because we want it to happen <laughs> yes. naturally. Yep. But yeah, our oldest started actually taking officially piano lessons, and she's a really good singer. So we're trying to get her out of her her shell to sing in front of people.
2: Yeah.
6: Um. So she's playing piano. And she's and she's loving it. So you know, I'm hoping you know, five years from now, we're playing mass, and I look over and. Nikki's playing guitar. My son's playing bass. My, <laughs> my daughter's singing. My other son's playing drums. You know, so that's yeah,
0: that's, that's possible. That's and and you know what? I mean, you said Nick that growing up you hated playing piano. I mean, same here. Is like I was forced to study piano and I never practiced. And then as soon as I stopped taking lessons i started playing and i would play every day and, yeah. and it's like i'm sure that you're thinking differently with your kids it's like yeah teach them music make sure they take music lessons yeah even if exactly. they hate it yeah
6: i'm like my mom made me i'm so glad she did you know yes. yeah like, So, like, and yeah. then like our daughter she, she was a little hesitant at first i'm like well you'll thank us later and now she and now she's starting to <laughs> right. really like it and
0: yeah. who knows maybe she'll be uh, writing songs with you together that'll be that'll yeah. be fun yeah. too yeah um I, I wanted to ask you about uh, your your name so nick you're nicholas and nikki yeah. i'm assu- i don't know i'm assuming is it nicole, nicole? Yeah. Um, yeah so how did you guys decide i mean it's your names nick and nikki garza i know that mm-hmm. you used to be called actually i don't oh. know even holy song as a yeah. as like a music project but yeah. Yeah. um so what are, what are you calling you guys are you what are you calling yourselves now are we going with nick nick and nikki
6: yeah, just yeah. Nick and Nikki Garza. So so what happened was when we initially started this, we didn't want to make it about us at all. We wanted to make it about okay. the, music, the music and you know just glorifying him. And you know, we thought of it as like like Batman in the comic books, you know. <laughs> anybody can play anybody can play Batman, you know, but it's the I idealism of you know Batman. Same idea here. We wanted it to be <laughs> about God, glorifying yep. him, you know, not about us, you know, and so. Um, and we wanted to have songs that people can play, celebrate at mass mm-hmm. or at retreats mm-hmm. or at praise and worship stuff. Um, and so that's what it started off with. So we we picked holy song, and then we're like, you know six months later we're like oh this is the worst name because like every, every time you google it or youtube yeah. it you know it just comes out with holy songs you yes. know like songs that are holy and then justin Bieber, he's a big yeah. pop star he wrote a song yes. came out with song, and it's called holy, holy yes. and you know so it's like "Man, so they
7: never found this yeah and we talked to friends
6: <laughs> and close people around us and then somebody's like just make it your name because nobody else is your name yeah, and, you're you know, right. We're like, you know what? And we're proud of it too, because we think of it as a vocation of with our marriage and our music ministry. It is uh, are, are one and the same. It and is. So and
0: the, uh, yeah, and the fact that it's Nick. They, I mean, it's it's Nick and Nikki and Nikki. It's such a unique spelling. N I K K I and Garza. Yeah. is not the most common last name. So you're yeah. right. There's probably no other Nikki with two K's, <laughs> yeah. I Garza yeah. out there. Yeah. So. Yeah.
6: so- so now, so, if you like, you Google us, Nick and Nikki Garza, you can find us. Finally, on, come up. You can yeah. find us on Instagram, YouTube, um, Spotify, absolutely, Spotify. All of it. it just comes up really quick now. So okay. we're like, okay, this is much
0: better. All right, well, that's good to know for our listeners if they want to find out more. Just just Google Nick and Nikki Garza, um, yeah. guys. It's been really good uh, meeting you and and chatting with you today. I, I look forward to the kids getting a little older. Um, and, and also look forward to, you know, now that we're coming out of the pandemic, I hope that that doesn't mean that you're going to stop writing and stop recording.
6: Yeah. We got um, lots more stuff coming. So we're excited.
0: And I guess if anybody is in Phoenix at yeah. St. Benedict's, is that the parish? Go check them out. Yes. Check yes. them out at mass. You're playing at every mass, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. um, check out their music at St. Benedict's in, in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, thank you guys. Uh, take care. Enjoy the rest of the week and, and God bless. Thank,
6: thank you, you so much. much.
0: You can find out more about Nick and Nikki Garza at their website, Nick And like I said, it's Nikki with two Ks, N-I-K-K-I, Garza, G-A-R-Z-A.com. You can just Google their names. You'll find them um, there on Spotify, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. But I'll also put that link on our site, slmedia.org, so you can find it easily. If you missed any part of the conversation or if you want to listen to it again, just head out to our website, slmedia.org um, slash podcast. So here now to take us out are Nick and Nikki Garza with their single, I Will Praise Your Name.
5: Oh my God. And he-
0: listening to Nick and Nikki Garza with their single, I Will Praise Your Name. And that will take us to the end of the program this week. Remember that if you missed any part of the program, you can stream or podcast all our Salt and Light Hour programs at slmedia.org podcast. And that's also where we post all the links to our artists and guests. You can also get the Salt and Light Hour as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Next week, Sister Marie Paul Curley will be back with some movie reviews. We will also meet singer-songwriter David Matis, and remember World Youth Days with Dario Mobini of worldyouthday.com. I hope that you can join us for that. I pray that you stay safe, pray for each other, and take care of each other. I'm Deacon Pedro and this has been the Salt and Light Hour.